of Eid is pray Salah. They are pray Salah. وَلِتُكْمِلُوا الْعِدَّةَ وَلِتُكَبِّرُوا اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا هَدَاكُمْ As Allah Ta'ala mentions that when you finish the time period of fasting, when it's done, then تُكَبِّرُوا الله, Glorify Allah. Mention the greatness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And likewise, this Eid, Eid Al-Adha, is also in celebration of Ibadah. Specifically, what Ibadah? In fact, it's a remembrance of a particular individual in human history who was known as Khalilur Rahman, who was known as the friend of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Ibrahim, ala nabiyyina wa alayhi salatu wassalam. Who was the, from the forefathers of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Who Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an mentions uh, uh, Majazan as the father of, Ibra- of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Millata abikum Ibrahim Huwa sammakum al-Muslimin He's the one that named you He's the one that gave you the title of being a Muslim He's the one that gave you the title of being a Muslim so his life, when we look at his life, from beginning to end, we will find nothing but ubudiyah, worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You name it, whenever the call came, whenever the command came, ready to sacrifice him and his family. Him and his family. Him, both of his wives, his children, ready to sacrifice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them such a maqam. Allah mentioned the Quran, Lisana Sidqin Aliyah. We will give you from us our favor on you, our ni'mah on you for all the sacrifices that you've done. Is that people will always remember you with good praise. Lisana Sidqin Aliyah. So we see, for example, from the time he was very young, as it mentioned the Quran, his own father, Azar not only used to worship idols, but according to some riwayat, he used to be the one who used to actually make the idols and sell them. Ba'i'ul asnam used to sell idols. So when he approached his father and he told his father, Oh my father, Ya abati, inni qad ja'ani min al-ilmi ma lam ya'tika. Oh my beloved father, there is some knowledge that's come to me that hasn't come to you, I'm sharing that with you so that you may find protection, so that you may be free from shaitan. Ya abati, la ta'budi shaitan, inna shaytana kana lirrahmani asiya. Don't follow the way of shaitan. Don't follow the way of shaitan. Otherwise, you will be from the wrongdoers. And in response, his father said what? Ya Ibrahim, Oh Ibrahim, stop this. Stop this nonsense. What are you talking about? Get away from this. If you don't, I myself will pelt you to, with stones. Leave me. This is where the first trial came. People, he said to the people, there's only one Allah. 
فلما رأى القمر فلما رأى الشمس as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the Quran him debating with his people he saw the stars, he saw the moon, he saw the sun said are these worthy to be worshipped? are these worthy to be worshipped? that sun which can only give light when Allah ta'ala allows it to give light that moon which gives light only when Allah ta'ala wants it to give light that sun and moon which come and appear only when Allah wants them to appear are these worthy of worship? No. They're not. So in response, what did the people do? He broke down their idols. What was the response? You must. The response that his people had was, throw him in the fire. Throw him in the fire. In the books of Tafsir, Imam Ibn Kathir rahmatullah alayhi, whose Tafsir is very well known, known as Tafsir bil Ma'thur, it's a Tafsir that incorporates narrations and riwayat of hadith. And there it mentions that the fire that was kindled to burn Ibrahim alayhi, these people were very zealous. These people were very, you know, uh, 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 they were very uh, um, uh, worshipping of their idols. So what they did was, not only as they were kindling the fire, uh, you know how, for example, we in Urdu we say mannat. We, you, you have some sort of oath that you take. You know, for example, uh, Ya Allah, I, I'm, I'm ill, I'm sick. Uh, if Ya Allah, you give me cure, I will pray this many raka'at of salah. Ya Allah, if I pass my test, you know, I'll fast for, fast for the next you know, week. Ya Allah, if this happens, I'll do this. So like that, at that time, people would make these types of nadar, these types of oaths, that, uh, oh, you know, um, if I become cured from my illness, I'll donate this much number of bricks. If I, if I get, you know, success in such and such endeavor, I will give this many number of, you know, blocks of wood to burn Ibrahim. And that fire was kindled, Ibrahim was thrown in it. In some, the same in Tafsir ibn Kathir it mentions that the fire was so enormous they couldn't just push him in because the closer you would get, it's very hot. They had to launch him from a catapult. Wallahu alam. In any case, they threw him in there. As soon as they threw him in there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the fire, Become cool and become pleasant for Ibrahim. First test. Eventually, even after seeing this miracle, subhanAllah, right? Even after seeing this miracle, people still didn't accept. People still, still didn't believe. So eventually, after speaking to his father, he says what? Salamun alayk. Salamun alayk. Astaghfirullaka rabbi innahu kana bi hafiyya. Salam to you. I seek forgiveness from Allah for you. My Lord is very kind on me. Leave his home. Leaves his home. That's not easy. To migrate, to leave one's home for the sake of deen. Most of us, if we're migrating, we're migrating for the sake of work. For the sake of our living in this life. Which in itself is very tough. But because you could see the end result, it's not that difficult. You know, I'm, I'm migrating. Why would a person leave his home? Why would a person leave his comfort? He knows, well, the place where I'm migrating, the place where I'm going, I have better opportunities. I'm gonna make more money. So there's a bit of relief. But here, a person migrating for the sake of deen, for the sake of Allah, not knowing what he's going to encounter, 
not knowing what he's going to have to face. Him, his wife, they migrate. Then, soon afterwards, what happens? For a very long time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't bestow Ibrahim salam with children. Ibrahim salam comes in the age of now, at an elderly age, and now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving Bashara. And the son is Ismail. He is married to now Hajira alayhi salam as well. And his son from there at an old age is Ismail. And right here, what does Allah ta'ala command? Okay, you have to leave your wife and your son. Where? Not in an already developed civilization. Not in a place where you'll feel comfortable that everything will be taken care of them. No, barren land. Allah Ta'ala mentioned the Qur'an. In fact, when Allah Ta'ala gave this command and Ibrahim salam left them there, what's the dua that Ibrahim salam makes? رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِن ذُرِّيَّتِي بِوَادٍ غَيْرِ ذِي زَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ Yes, what's known is this area is Mubarak. This area is Mubarak. But there's nothing there. No vegetation, no food, no people. But it's command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine leaving your wife, your son, who's small, who's a baby at, at this time, in a place that's barren, no vegetation, but it was a command of Allah, left them. Rabbana made the dua. Rabbana inni askantu min dhurriyyati biwadin. Ghayri di zar'in inda baytika al-muharrami. Rabbana wa taqabbal dua. Ya Allah, this is... Ya Allah, bring the people's hearts near them. Ya Allah, make this place mubarak. And so what happens very soon after, we know the story of Zamzam, water comes. And when water comes, well, all different types of animals come. And a tribe by the name of Jurhum sees that there's some birds in this area. There, that means there must be water. They come and they relocate to this area. They were nomadic. They were a nomadic tribe. But they relocate to this area now. It has water. That's the main thing you need. And subhanallah, from time to time when the command of Allah Ta'ala would come, Ibrahim salam would come and visit. Now, as his son is getting older, the next hukum comes. The next hukum comes. What's the hukum? Ya bunayya inni ara fil manami anni afbahuk. Fandur madha tara. Oh, my beloved son, I saw in a dream, and look at how he presents this. Oh, my son, I saw in a dream that I'm slaughtering you, I'm sacrificing you. What do you think? What's your opinion? The, command, the, the dream, what's known is that the dream of a prophet is also wahi. The dream of a prophet, just like revelation when it comes down to a prophet can never be, there, could be never, there, there can never be any interference. So likewise, the dream that a prophet sees is always a true dream. It's always wahi. It's not an inspiration. Okay, if any one of us sees a dream like that, you don't follow it. Okay, but for the Nabi, it's wahi, it's command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what does the Nabi do? He, want, he doesn't say, you have to do this. It's command of Allah, I have to sacrifice you. He wants his son to be ready and willing in the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That also shows you the tarbiyah of the mother. That also shows you the tarbiyah of the mother. That from that young age, the mother is 
is, is teaching the child, teaching Ismail your father is a Nabi. He gets command from Allah. He knows and he recognizes. So when, when Ibrahim says, فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا tara? What's your opinion? What do you think? He says what? يَا أَبَتِ فَعَلْ مَا تُؤْمَرْ He recognizes, Oh my beloved father, do what you have been commanded. Look at the wording. إِفْعَلْ مَا تُؤْمَرْ This is Amr, this is command from Allah. He recognizes that even though he's very young at this time. This is the barakah of the tarbiyah of the mother. This is the result of the mother's tarbiyah. Because the father is not there all the time. The father is not there, cannot be there. The father is working, the father is you know, taking care of various different things. It falls on the mother. The greatest, the greatest for my sisters who are listening, the greatest achievement, accomplishment of yours is your children, the tarbiyah that you provide to your children. You may not get paid for it, you may not get accolades for it, you may not have people clapping for you, but in the law, you raise children who are God-fearing, who are pious, who, are, who have khashya of Allah in their hearts. Wallahi al-azim, you have a maqam in the law then. You believe in Allah, you believe in the hereafter, and you give the tarbiyah to their children, in which they themselves incorporate the fear of Allah, the love of Allah, they follow the commandment, uh, commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All that that individual does, all that that children do then, will be now sadaqa jariyah for you. Will be sadaqa jariyah for you. Nobody, we may not speak about these unsung uh, heroes, these unsung women behind the picture, but in the law, they are definitely getting the reward. They don't need to be mentioned by name. Why? Most important thing is their Allah Ta'ala's Raham, Allah Ta'ala's uh, mercy on a person. How many of us, we, we live in a society, and it's actually not only just within the society, it's part of human nature. It's part of human nature to want people's praise, people's attention, and validation from people. And today we see that even more. It's actually a sickness of the heart. So you have all these various types of social media platforms where a person now puts himself, herself out to show people, look what I've done. Look, I, I, look, look at this, look at this, look at my achievement. All kinds of uh, platforms are, are out there. Why? For what, for what reason? To promote myself. Me, myself, and I. This is not what the deen teaches us. We live here and our time in this life is very short. And if you think about human history from the time it begins, from Adam and Allah knows until where, until how long it will continue. Our time in this life is, is, is like a speck. It's like a small little block. We're here, we're gonna be gone. And what we're... What we're concerned about is, I have to leave my mark on this world. I have to leave my mark. I want people to remember me. If that's your concern, what's going to happen? How long will people remember you for? Unless if you're really special, and you've done something amazing for humanity, I highly doubt many people are going to remember. Just look at ourselves. How many of us know the names of our grandparents? How many of us know the names of our great-grandparents? Do you know where they're buried? How many of us know the names of our great-great-grandparents? 
Do you know where their graves are? Do you even know what their names were? Do you know who they were, what they did? No idea. So what makes you think that you will also be someone who will be remembered? Your children will remember you? Your, your grandchildren will remember you? Huh, if you do the tarbiyah, if you properly teach them, then they maybe make dua for you. رَبِّ رَحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا رَبِّ رَحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا Ya Allah, have mercy on them just like they had mercy on me. Ya Allah, show mercy on them just like they showed mercy on me. Ya Allah, have compassion for them just like they had compassion for me. So these women, they may not be mentioned. In fact, if you look in the whole Qur'an, the only woman that is mentioned by name is Maryam alayhi salam. No other woman is mentioned by name. Not the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, not the wives of any other anbiya. Their names come, they may come in hadith, but not in the Qur'an. Only Maryam alayhi salam. And even then, the reason why Maryam alayhi salam's name is mentioned is to establish the fact that Isa alayhi salam is the son of Maryam alayhi salam, not the son of God. He is not the son of God. He is the son of this pious, righteous woman. As Allah Ta'ala mentions. But these women who do this tarbiyah of their children, these children who grow up and who do righteous deeds, who, who spread deen, who sacrifice for the sake of Allah, definitely, definitely the reward of their actions goes back to their parents, their mothers, their fathers. In any case, this tarbiyah, the result of this tarbiyah was what? When Ibrahim salam said, this is the dream I saw, what do you think? He says what? Ya ma tu'mar, do what you've been commanded, O my father. And again, can you imagine the kind of sacrifice? Elderly age had to leave the, the, the son and the wife, and now the demand, the order is what? Time to sacrifice that child that I that ha, that's been now growing. Now the time comes I have to sacrifice, and he did as Allah Taala commanded. But of course, Allah Taala, it was a test from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Taala wanted to demonstrate. Allah Taala wanted to show that this Ibrahim, why he's my Khalil, why he's Khalilullah. Ibrahim Why is he Khalil of Allah? For this reason. Then Allah Ta'ala's command comes later on. This, this very event is the very reason for, or, or, or you could say, the, the catalyst behind many of the practices that we have today, the Hajj. We don't have enough time to go through all of the, the various actions of the Hajj, but a lot of them you will find that they go back to this very incident. And today, we call Eid al-Adha. For those who are not performing Hajj, the greatest act of worship, if a person is able to, they're financially able to, then is to actually sacrifice the animal with your own hand. It comes in the hadith that that person who sacrificed the animal, before the blood, before the drop of blood falls on the ground, all of his sins are forgiven. That's for what reason? It's remembering this. It's remembering this. Is remembering the sacrifice that Ibrahim made. And then later on, you have the, uh, the building of the Kaaba. One of the things we learn from the, this uh, life of Ibrahim and his family is how both him, his wives, and his children were engaged in the deen of Allah Ta'ala. 
So when it came to the building of the Kaaba, Allah Ta'ala says what? وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ His son was also involved in the building of the Kaaba. رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيرُ الْعَلِيمُ What we're facing today, the challenges, challenges are always there. They've been there uh, from the beginning of Islam. From the time that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa if you read the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa if you're aware of the seerah, you know and you're very well aware of the difficulties and the challenges that the Prophet sallallahu went through, the Sahaba went through, and the generations after went through. Yes, it's possible to say that the challenges and the types of challenges that we're facing are unprecedented, but it doesn't mean that there were no challenges before. Challenges have always been there. The question is, how do you combat these challenges? And looking at the our society today with all of this LGBTQ stuff that's happening and, and uh, 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 you know, we have regular, on a regular basis, we'll have parents come say, our kids are involved in drugs, our kids are involved in this, our kids are involved in this. What do you do? Well, from the time your children are young, you have to include them in the a'mal of deen. You have to include them with you. You are, you are gonna have to make sacrifices. You're gonna have to cut down things that you don't like. The father comes home, he may have to cut down that time he spends watching TV so that he spends that, that time with his children. We have to be ready to make these sacrifices. When, when our children get older and then we start complaining, there's nothing you can do. You can make dua. But there are times, there are cases where it's very difficult. You talk to them, you, they're, they're teenagers now, they're in colleges, they're in universities, and now you're telling them, Beta, look, you don't do this, don't do this. No, who are you to tell me? It's too late. So from that young age, mother's tarbiyah, mother's supervision, father's supervision, it's so important. And you have to engage with them. You have to. Include them in the acts of worship. That means you have to also do the acts of worship. You have to show them. You have to demonstrate to them. You know, in psychology, there's this whole concept of... of there, there's a whole uh, section on behavioral psychology. How children or how people learn through observing behavior. So you, you're, you're telling your child... Beta, you have to read Quran. Beta, you have to read. Uh, you have to pray salat. Beta, you have to go to masjid. You have to do this. You have to do dhikr. Whatever you're telling them, but they've never observed it in your life, or they've never observed it as a habit in your life. How do you expect them to to incorporate that within their own life? What they've observed from us is completely different than what we're saying to them. Lima ma la Why are you saying what you didn't do, what you're not doing? So here we want our children, right? So we say, yeah, we want them to get dunya, we want them to get deen as well. But we're limiting the deen to what? Just a little bit of practices. But then somehow we envision that our child will be this great, righteous, pious individual, as well as being very well accomplished in the dunya. Well, the reality is what you strive for, what you put your efforts in, that's what you're gonna get. If the amount of time we give and focus we give to the deen is 10%, 15%, that's what you're gonna expect. Illa mashallah. Maybe there will be some cases where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala produces people, produces individuals who surpass what the parents, what the people thought, what the generation thought. We have these very few examples, Ibrahim alayhi for example, being one of them. 
But that's rare. Most people, what happens is their, the parents' piety, their du'as, their, their nourishing of these children, their providing that tarbiyah is what gets the kids to understand and realize this is right, this is wrong. This is what I have to do, this is what I cannot do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to understand this. All, as I said, to recap, that the life of Ibrahim salam we see from beginning to end is nothing but sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wherever the command comes. And I tell you, we're not asked, we're not ordered to, to, to uh, in order to show our love and our dedication to Allah, we're not asked to do these great, great sacrifices where you have to leave your children and your wife behind or now you're ordered to sacrifice. And if anybody, as I said, sees a dream like that, don't follow it. Your dream is not wahi. Okay? But what we are asked, perform five prayers. Read Quran, recite Quran. What does Allah Ta'ala say to you? What we are asked is stay away from those things which Allah prohibited. Alcohol, prohibited. Music, prohibited. Zina, prohibited. These are things that Allah Ta'ala does not like. These are things that Allah Ta'ala does not like. If that means I have to sacrifice my desires, my likes for the sake of Allah, no problem. So be it. I ha I'm here for a very short period of time. Very short span of time. I'm here. Tomorrow I'm going to be gone. Let this Eid not go by like the rest of our Eids. And if Allah Ta'ala has given us life, inshallah, there will be many, many more Eids to see. Many, many more khutbas to hear. But don't let any one of these go by in vain. Let each one of them be a reminder to us and a reminder that inshallah, I have to change myself. Myself, my family. These are our priorities. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala, if I need to sacrifice all other things, no problem. I'm ready and willing to do so. I'm ready and willing to do so. Why? For the sake of Allah. For the sake of Allah. Otherwise, subhanAllah, tomorrow, tomorrow when we see the devastation, whether it's in this life or in the hereafter, we won't have any response. We won't know what to do. So let it be a reminder. It is a day of celebration. And as I said, our celebration, our merriment is always with the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, is always with the ubudiyah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It's always with the ubudiyah and the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So inshallah, we will uh, soon um, pray. Um, let me, I'm just getting the go ahead. There are some individuals that are double parked. We ask that if you are double parked, please move uh, your cars immediately if you can. Um, the other thing is if I can ask everybody to just again, just uh, stand up and we can start making at least a sufuf. <clears throat> the Eid prayer just to go over uh, its steps 
The Eid prayer does not have any adhan, does not have any iqama. It is a two rakat prayer, it's performed. And according to, uh, there are a couple of different ways of performing, inshallah, the uh, way that uh, we've been taught. It has six takbirat, three, six additional takbirat. Three will be right after the first takbir. So the first Allahu Akbar that we say is what we call takbir tahrima. That's the takbir that we recite to get into the prayer. So after that, we bind our hands and we'll say the thana. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. And then after that, there will be three additional takbirs. After that, Imam will recite Quran as we normally do. We'll go into the ruku. Uh, we'll finish the first rakat as we normally do. We'll get up for the second rakat. The second rakat, the beginning of it, will be just like how we normally pray. It will have a, a, a fatiha, surah. And then before we go into the, the ruku of the second rakat, before we bow down in the second rakat, we'll do three additional takbirs. After three additional takbirs, we'll go into ruku. The rest of the prayer, we will perform just how we normally pray. Uh, the other difference between Eid Salah and Jummah Salah is that in Jummah, we have the khutbah before the prayer. But in Eid Salah, the khutbah is after the prayer. So we'll have a khutbah, Arabic khutbah, two Arabic khutbahs back to back, right after the Eid prayer, inshallah ta'ala. Do I have confirmation from the back? We can start. Again, as a reminder, those who are double parked, right after the prayer khutbah, please move your car um, as it causes a lot of chaos here in the parking lot. Bear with me patiently for a little bit, inshallah. As you can expect, this is our last prayer. We have only two prayers of Eid Salah. One was in the morning. We can, uh, yeah, in the meantime, if anybody wants to pass the donation boxes from left to right, you can do so. But we have only two prayers. One we had in the morning. This is the second one. So I think we're just waiting for some of the brothers from the parking lot to just come in. Inshallah, we'll start right after. There is a suggested donation for parking for uh, $20 if anyone's able to. Highly recommend, inshallah ta'ala. <clears throat> Anyone who is able to, as we said also, to do qurbani, these are the next three days. Uh, uh, today, tomorrow, and uh, uh, the following day after, if a person is able to do qurbani, then this is considered to be one of the most uh, virtuous acts during these days. If a person is able to afford, inshallah, of course, you have the takbirat that are going to continue until the uh, asr of the 13th of Dhul Hijjah.
الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد أما بعد يا أحباب الكرام أن يومكم هذا يوم عيد وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لكل قوم عيد وهذا عيدنا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد ويومكم هذا يوم نحر وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل ابن آدم من عمل يوم النحر أحب إلى الله من إهراق الدم وإنه ليأتي يوم القيامة بقرونها وأشعارها وأظلافها وإن الدم ليقع من الله بمكان قبل أن يقع بالأرض فطيبوا بها نفسا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد وقال أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رسول الله ما هذه الأضاحي قال سنة أبيكم إبراهيم عليه السلام قالوا فما لنا فيها يا رسول الله قال بكل شعرة حسنة قالوا فالصوف يا رسول الله قال بكل شعرة من الصوف حسنة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من وجد ساعة لأن يضاحي فلم يضاحي فلا يحضر مصلانا الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد وذبح النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم الذبح كبشين أقرانين أملاحين فلما وجههما قال إني وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض حنيفا وما أنا من المشركين فطر السماوات والأرض على ملة إبراهيم حنيفا وما أنا من المشركين إن صلاة ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لله رب العالمين لا شريك له وبذلك أمرت وأنا من المسلمين اللهم منك ولك عن محمد وأمته بسم الله الله أكبر ثم ذبح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد وقد قال الله تعالى لن ينال الله لحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم كذلك سخرها لكم لتكبر الله على ما هداكم وبشر المحسنين الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد
الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وعلى أصحاب سيدنا محمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد خصوصا منهم أبي بكر الصديق وعمر الفاروق وعثمان الغني وعلي المرتضى رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد اللهم أيد الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد Eid Mubarak to all of you to all of your families from here from the Darussalam staff teachers uh, admin, we uh, wish all of you a uh, blessed Eid. Jazakumullah khair.